Blog Talk Radio. Rifleman Radio Show on Appleseed Radio. The Rifleman Radio Show is brought to you by the Appleseed Project. The Appleseed Project is the sole project of the Revolutionary War Veterans Association. The Revolutionary War Veterans Association is dedicated to bringing you the absolute best fundamentals of rifle marksmanship clinic in the United States today. We've got a two-day Rifle Marksmanship Clinic, and we run them every weekend of the year. This weekend, at uh, within a reasonable driving distance of you, anywhere in the United States, is a Rifle Marksmanship, a two-day Rifle Marksmanship Clinic run by the Appleseed Project, teaching the absolute best fundamentals of Rifle Marksmanship program in the United States. And when I say a reasonable driving distance, I mean uh, a reasonable driving distance, all right? Uh, I considered, uh, when I went to my first Appleseed, I considered it uh, fairly reasonable, and it was about, uh, I guess, about fourteen or 1,500 miles. I can guarantee you it's going to be less than that for you. Uh, you should be able to find one within uh, 200 to 300 miles of you uh, at, the, uh, at the most. <clears throat> so why would you go? What, what, is the, what is the purpose of it? What is, uh, what is the, the reason that you would go? to an apple seed rifle marksmanship two-day clinic. Well, first of all, rifle marksmanship is it's a heritage. It's part of our culture. It's it's been handed down to us for hundreds of years. And uh, 
and we're interested in keeping that heritage alive. Now, what you will do is you'll set yourself a goal for improving your rifle marksmanship when you attend uh, an Appleseed two-day rifle marksmanship clinic. And you will meet or exceed your goal of attending, uh, of uh, improving your rifle marksmanship. But at the same time, we're going to talk to you about what your responsibilities are as an American. And we're going to do that by telling you about the the actions and the responsibilities of some of the first Americans, some of the first uh, the first group of men and women who stood in ranks together on April 19, 1775 at Lexington Green at the North Bridge in Concord along Battle Road back to Boston about what their responsibilities, about what their actions were about how this country came into being and what your responsibilities are now as as an American. And you guys have heard me say this many times before, that having your name filled in on a piece of paper does not make you an American. It may make you a legal citizen, but it doesn't make you an American. You're an American when you understand that you have a sacred responsibility to safeguard the rights, the freedoms that living in this nation affords you. And we're going to talk to you about that on an Appleseed weekend. And this is something that you really want to hear, let me tell you. So now that you know a bit of what uh, a bit of what you're going to get, and listen, it, even though I've done uh, hundreds of apple seeds now, it's hard for me to give you a really good understanding of what an apple seed is. I can uh, I can sit here all day and I can tell you about how good that first bite is out of a out of a uh, out of a freshly cut slice of home baked bread. But you're never going to know, you're never going to understand until you cut a slice of that hot loaf off yourself and take a bite. So the best thing for you to do is to decide to go to an event and experience it for yourself. Now, how would you do that? Well, you'd go to the homepage. You'd go to our to the uh, RWVA homepage, and to get there, you'd go to rwva.org. That'll take you to the homepage. On the homepage, you'll see a list of tabs across the top of the page. The second one from the left says Appleseed. You put your cursor on that, and you'll get a drop-down menu. On the drop-down menu, select Schedule. That'll take you to a page that has a map of the United States on it. And uh, on that map, you can either click on the state that you'd like to attend, or there is a, another link that's embedded in the text, a hot link that's embedded in the text, in the paragraph above the, the picture of the state that you can click on. And that will give you a listing of all the events nationwide. Now, there is a, there's a lot of them. And, uh, and once you have decided to go to an apple seed, 
uh, or let me put it this way. When you get to that page, the events will be listed uh, by the alphabetical order of the city that they're in. That will be followed by the state and the and the date. So all of the uh, these this next weekend, the March 12th and 13th events, they'll all be piled together, and you'll go through there and you'll look for the state. It'll be listed alphabetically by the state. And I mean by the uh, by the city, and then the state will be right beside it. <clears throat> now, once you've decided on a location on the uh, and a date that you'd like to attend, just to the right of that are two more hot links. One says information, and one says uh, register. The information hot link will take you to the event information page. On that page, you'll get. Uh, You'll get the all of the information relevant to that specific event on that specific date. It'll have the information such as uh, directions, the location, who's hosting it, uh, the contact information for the folks uh, that are going to be running the shoot, uh, any secondary information, any laws, etc. that you'll need to uh, know will be listed on the event information page. And right next to or right below that, there's another hot link that says register. Now that will uh, that will take you to the third-party software. We use Eventbrite for our registrations. That will take you to the Eventbrite registration page, and it will let you go ahead and pre-register, which is what we'd like you to do. We'd like you to go ahead and pre-register because that makes sure that you uh, that you get a place on the line, and it makes sure that we know that you're coming, so that we'll know how many uh, how many instructors we need to send for that specific event, uh, if we need to send any extra supplies, <clears throat> and this is really important to us because as I said, we have events going on all across the nation and uh, every weekend. So we're we're always hustling to try and get instructors to places they need to be, uh, plane tickets, uh, travel, uh, hotels, etc., and get the supplies shipped out there. So it's really important that uh, if you can, that you pre-register. And listen, it's also going to it's also going to ease the prices up for you, and I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, matter of fact, I'll get to it right now. Appleseed is a two-day Saturday, Sunday event. Sometimes we have one other day. Sometimes we have one-day events. But normally it's a two-day Saturday, Sunday event. And uh, we are a grassroots, nonprofit, all-volunteer organization. And we're not interested in making a lot of money. We're interested in making riflemen. And we do have to cover our costs, but that's why uh, for most of the, if it's a paying uh, category, it's only 70 bucks. all right? That's for the full two days of instruction, uh, including all the materials and a T-shirt, et cetera. 70 bucks for you if you register, if you pre-register. It's $80 if you walk on. But 70 bucks for two full days, listen, most places you're going to go to for any kind of instruction, 
is going to be uh, between 250 and $1,500. So $70 is uh, absolutely uh, the most economical choice you can make. And that's just for the uh, for the highest paying category. We've got uh, several reduced categories, and then we've got uh, some free categories, such as active duty, guard, and reserve are free, as are peace officers, the law enforcement officers. They're free also. Women are $10, and children, which are uh, kids under 21, are $5. And women and kids were free. Uh, if you've had any experience with the program, you know they, they, were, <clears throat> they were free. Uh, we were just having problems with, uh, with registration and paperwork and uh, and sometimes, uh, well, quite a few times, folks were signing up for shoots, and uh, and since they didn't have anything invested in it, they may uh, they may wait and go to the next shoot instead instead of that one. And uh, it was jacking with our paperwork, so we put a very nominal fee of ten dollars for women and five dollars for kids. And uh, I'm telling you, that's that's even as bargain basement as you can get. Ten dollars, which is sixty dollars off the regular seventy dollar price, and uh, between two hundred and fourteen hundred dollars off uh, anybody else's prices. So this is a, a very eco- economical way uh, to get an e- extremely valuable course in the fundamentals of rifle marksmanship. <clears throat> All right, uh, as I said, walk-on price is eighty bucks for the two days. Now we do have single-day events, and you're welcome to attend. Uh, for a single day of the two-day event, if you'd like. That's going to be $45 if you pre-register and 50 if you walk on. Now, if you're coming for a single day, uh, I'd advise you to uh, to come on a Saturday. That's when we do the bulk of the instruction, step-by-step instruction. We're giving you a little bit at a time. We're giving you a uh, a section of the instruction, and then you shoot it. And then we add on another layer, and then you shoot it. And then we add on another layer, and you shoot it. And you're, we're we're piecing it together piece by piece by piece. Then on Sunday, we've got all the layers, we've got all the instruction done, all the layers added, and we're going to start shooting uh, the diagnostic tools that we use, which is the AQT, the Army Qualification Test. We'll start shooting that, and then we'll work uh, through any problems on the AQT. So it behooves you to come on Saturday if you're going to do it one day. All right, so there you go. Active duty guard and reserve uh, are uh, free. Law enforcement is free. Women, $10. Uh, kids under 21, $5. Uh, for everybody else, it's 70 for two full days of instruction and 45 for a single day if you pre-register. $80 for the weekend or $50 for a single day if you walk on. Now, uh, one last note, there may be a, an additional range fee. That's something that we we don't have any say over. If we're if we're working out of a uh, a public or private range, they may have a fee that that they tack on for for using the range, and we don't. It's usually no more than about five bucks, but uh, we don't have any control over that. <clears throat> if you have questions about that, that should be on the event information page that I told you about earlier. <clears throat> and as always, if you have any questions, you can email us at rwva.org, <clears throat> the homepage. The far right tab on the top 
says email us, and that's exactly what you do. You click on that tab, and uh, it'll let you send an email to the uh, just a general email to rwva.org. Or if you want to ask uh, somebody in your state, the states that you're going to, questions, which is always going to be the best bet because the questions that you're asking are almost always going to be better answered by the individuals in your state because uh, they, they're they the boots on the ground. They're going to know what's going on. So try and send uh, any questions you have to your uh, to your state by way of email. And then ask them if you have any questions about it, how to prepare, uh, where you should go, uh, anything like that. Go ahead and shoot them an email. They usually send you their phone number. I, I, I'll be glad to send you mine anytime. You can call me anytime. And uh, we'll be glad to talk to you about preparing for an apple seed and uh, and coming to one, what you should expect, etc. cetera. And, uh, <clears throat> and, okay, and that's that. <clears throat> uh, all right. Tonight, as I told you, we've got uh, we have the Diva Ladies, the Diva Wow Women Outdoors Worldwide Organization, and it's going to be our guest, and uh, we're going to get to them in just a minute. But uh, uh, Lauren Lacren, one of the Texas instructors here, she uh, just recently did a shoot with them and. She's helping me tonight with uh, screening the calls because uh, she just met all these ladies. And I want to welcome Lauren to the show. Lauren, welcome to the show, and, and thanks for helping out tonight. Oh, no problem. Anytime, Scott. <laughs> all right. Well, listen, uh, I'm, going to, uh, I'm going to read off a quick listing of the events, and then we'll jump right into the... Uh, the diva ladies and you guys are you guys have a uh, a great uh a great show coming up so so let's get with it first thing we'll do is read off the events now <clears throat> one uh, one quick thing i'm going to tell you is that uh hawkhaven sends me a listing of the events that are sold out, and uh, he does this usually every week before the show. And and the reason I'm telling you this is because, uh, as I said earlier, the best way for you to make sure that you get a place on the line is to pre-register because we've got a lot of events that are selling out this year. So if you wait to walk on, you can do that. You can give it a shot if you want. But you may end up walking onto a line that's sold out, not because we don't want you to shoot, but because we're we're limited by the spaces available at the shooting range. If you walk onto a line that's sold out, then you're not going to shoot. You're gonna you're gonna peel potatoes. You're gonna do whatever it is that a cook at a uh, apple seed does while the riflemen are down the line shooting. And uh, and if you think I'm I'm kidding you, then uh, then here we go. We've got some sold-out shoots already. The uh, Annapolis, Maryland, on March 12th and 13th is sold out. Lapeer, Michigan, March 26th and 27th. 
Fredericksburg, Texas, March 26th and 27th, uh, are all right on the verge of selling out. Uh, Annapolis has two slots. Lapeer, Michigan has one slot. Fredericksburg has uh, three slots. Also, on the April 16th and 17th weekends, we've got uh, Rainbow, California. Three, only three slots left. Brighton, Colorado, uh, only a couple of slots left. Terrell, Texas, four slots. Bedford, Indiana, four slots. Lemoore, California, one slot. Uh, DFW, Quail Creek, well, <laughs> that was pretty much a done deal. Uh, so, uh, so, my point is, if you wait, you may not make it, all right? So don't wait. When you decide on, on the uh, on the event that you want to attend, just shoot that cursor straight over to register, hit it, and register for the event. Uh, if you wait, if you dilly-dally, if you tarry, then you may not make it. <clears throat> all right? Enough said on that. Okay, starting the March 12th and 13th weekend, that begins in Annapolis, Maryland, and as I said, uh, I think that one has uh, one or two slots left at the most, followed by Birmingham, Alabama, Burlington Flats, New York, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, College Station, Texas, Eureka, Kansas, Hartford, Connecticut, Las Vegas, Nevada, Northfield, Vermont, Piru, California, Ramsar, North Carolina, Red Bluff, California, Albuquerque, New Mexico, starts off the March 19th and 20th weekend. That's followed by Anderson, South Carolina, Clinton, Illinois, Corona, California, Corpus Christi, Texas, Danville, Illinois, Davila, Texas, Hubertus, Wisconsin is Saturday, March 19th. It's a one-day event is what it looks like. It's not filled out like usual, but it's it says March 19th and 19th, so I'm guessing that must be a one-day event. If it's not, make sure you guys uh, fix that up. All right, Leonard, Texas, also March 19th and 20th. Also April 2nd and 3rd, Bowling Green, Missouri. Fresno, California, Cleveland, Texas, Pensacola, Florida, Rochester, Indiana, Beaver Falls, Florida, Three Forks, Montana. All right, let me go back to Annapolis, Annapolis, Maryland, April 9th and 10th. That starts that weekend. Followed by Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania, Bickleton, Washington, Bonfield, Illinois, Gainesville, Florida, Three Forks, Montana, Waco, Georgia, Washburn, Missouri, and that takes us to the April 16th and 17th weekend. All right, you guys ready for this? <clears throat> We're going to do the first read-off of the April 16th weekend. <clears throat> that begins in – okay, hold on. Let me get the, Let me get a full screen set up here. Begins in Alamogordo, New Mexico, Almonds, Pennsylvania, Alton, Illinois, Atlanta, 
Texas, Atlanta, Indiana, Augusta, Georgia, Bedford, Indiana, Billings, Montana, Boulder City, Nevada, Brighton, Colorado, Broken Bow, Nebraska, Buckeye, Arizona, Buckingham, Virginia, Burlington Flats, New York, Calverton, New York, Carrollton, Kentucky, Castle Rock, Washington, Castro Valley, California, Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, Cloverdale, Indiana, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, Colebrook, Connecticut, Columbia, Maine, Columbiana, Alabama, Corona, California, Dallas, Fort Worth, the Villa, Texas, Eleanor, West Virginia, Eureka, Kansas, Fenton, Michigan, Fountain, Colorado, Fredericksburg, Texas, Gaston, South Carolina, Gunnison, Colorado, Harvard, Maine, Hernando County, Florida, Hinckley, Minnesota, Holderness, New Hampshire, Hubertus, Wisconsin, Indianapolis, Indiana, Jericho, Vermont, La Crosse, Wisconsin, Lebanon, Connecticut, Lemoore, California, Lewiston, Idaho, Lodi, Wisconsin, Mannheim, Pennsylvania, Marion, Ohio, Marshall, Minnesota, Miamisburg, Ohio, Montrose, Indiana, Mayaka City, Florida, New Bremen, New York, New Martinsville, West Virginia, New Philadelphia, Ohio, Osage Beach, Missouri, Pelham, New Hampshire, Far, Texas, Piru, California, Proctor, Vermont, Rainbow, California, Ramsar, North Carolina, Raton, New Mexico, Ridgecrest, California, Rio Rancho, New Mexico, Rochester, Minnesota, Sacramento, California, St. Augustine, Florida, San Luis Obispo, California, Santa Barbara, California, Saratoga, New York, Shenandoah, Iowa, Shreveport, Louisiana, Sierra Vista, Arizona, Smithville, Texas, Denton, West Virginia, Sunland, California, Terrell, Texas, Troop, New York, Wabash, Indiana, Williamsburg, Kentucky, Winslow, New Jersey, Gibsonburg, Ohio, Glen Helen, California. There you go. And actually, Glen Helen, California, and Gibsonburg, Ohio are the next weekend, 23rd and 24th. But I was going so fast I couldn't stop. All right. That's a pretty heavy-duty listing, uh, guys. And uh, I don't know how many that is so far. Uh, maybe somebody can... can uh, Put that up in the chat, and uh, and then if uh, Lauren, if you've opened a chat, then uh, you can you can see if somebody puts out what the total number is, and we'll find out what that is in just a minute. <clears throat> All right. Well, let's move on to uh, move on to the. Uh, to the topic of the show, and that is the Diva Wow organization, Women Outdoors Worldwide. This is a uh, a huge organization uh, that is a women's only organization and does a uh, does an absolutely fantastic job of introducing women to the outdoors and and all that's involved in it. But uh, but let me give you a uh, Let's uh, bring on uh, the Texas director of the Diva organization, and that is uh, Miss Judy Rhodes. Judy, welcome to the show. Hey, Michael. How are you? Well, I'm just dandy. How about yourself? <laughs> I'm great. I'm great, but I want to let you know I'm the founder for our organization. Oh, you're the founder of Diva? Yes, I am. Oh, well, 
congratulations. I, I guess I, uh, I guess I didn't know that. Well, that's <laughs> well, okay. Great. <laughs> well, we well, have, have a lot of women that you you know were just following right with me, so you really wouldn't know I'm I'm the founder. But it's really my vision of making sure that we keep the next generation alive and being involved in the outdoors. And that is absolutely important. Well, give us a. Uh, uh, most of the folks until uh, until about a year ago, I'd never heard of the Diva Wow organization. I mean, I'd heard of divas before, but I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd never heard of your organization. And with six million members, that that seems like it's that uh, like I should have heard about it before then. But give us the the introduction and and an explanation of who you are guys are and what you do. Okay, well, we don't quite have six million members, but we're getting there. <laughs> we have six million women that look to us and want to be involved in the outdoors, and that's how many women are involved in the outdoors worldwide. And we were founded in 1999, and we have evolved with membership that stretches across the United States, all 50 states, and 18 foreign countries. We're open to any women of any age that are in interested in discovering their own outdoor passion. So we, uh, our members include both new and uh, experienced shooters, anglers, archers, seasoned shoppers, and anyone that just really wants to make a difference in the outdoors. Well, that sounds great. And... Uh, uh, and so you guys are running. Uh, you uh, looking at your website. Oh, okay. You guys have uh, uh, classes. You have uh, continuously have classes or instructional blocks in different things in shooting and fishing, and and then you organize hunting trips and, uh, and actually other kinds of trips too, right? And uh, yes, we do. We uh, also have a one year which is called bonding where. We take the women on a trip, and we leave Dallas and go for about an hour and a half. And we're going. We usually go to Greystone Castle or the WB Ranch, and it's, uh, we introduce women to shooting. And we're on teams, and uh, we. It's just really a wonderful weekend for everybody to get to know each other on a personal level. All right, and if somebody wanted to. Uh, do you guys have chapters in each of the states, or uh, if somebody – I told you I've been uh, – when we spoke earlier <laughs> today that I've really been pushing the organization, and uh, if somebody wanted to do an event in uh, in some other state, would they contact uh, you, or who would they contact? Would they, are, there, yes, are there state reps? Uh, yes, we do. We we call them liaisons, and they can also look at our website, which is divawow.org, and go to the bottom of our homepage, and you can see where we have liaisons in probably about 15 states. We have members in all states, but we're working on getting women very active in all of the states. Okay. So you guys heard that. If you're, uh, If you would like to contact a diva diva liaison uh you can go to the diva website uh org, and uh, and it is a it's a very good and a very nice website there and you can find uh, a 
liaison for your state and uh, and if you don't find one then you can uh, you can contact the organization directly and let them know uh, what you'd like to do and put on a shoot we just had a uh, uh we just had a uh diva shoot uh it was actually uh, uh a like a combined shoot uh at Quail Creek at uh in Dallas Fort Worth area and uh and you guys uh <clears throat> I think that uh that shoot sold out almost immediately and so did the next one that we just put up I th- I think I just looked at it and it uh it was pretty much sold out also, I know a lot of our members are going to be disappointed because after we participated last weekend, we were spreading the word on our uh, Facebook page, and so I think everybody either wants to go back and sign up, or people that weren't uh, when it was sold out, they were ready to sign up again. And we were all talking about this Tuesday night because we do a handgun league in Fort Worth, and I think more than half of the women that didn't get to go to the Appleseed Project, well, they want to sign up now and want to know how to get involved and. We really appreciate Lauren coming our way. Yeah, Lauren is a great. Uh, she is a great instructor, great asset to Texas, and uh, and I, I don't think I've met anybody yet that uh, that didn't just uh, love her to death. Matter of fact, when we have uh, some kind of trouble spot or we've got uh, somebody difficult to talk to, we always uh, we always point Lauren in their direction, and uh, and she just turns them into butter. Oh, I know. Well, we we would fight for her in an alley. well i'm going to bring uh uh the rest of your crew on and uh and lauren too because you guys just uh attended the event last weekend and this is uh this was the first uh this was the the first uh apple seed attended by the uh as far as i know by the by the diva folks and uh so we'd like to hear a little bit about it, and uh, so I'm. Let's see. So uh, I'm bringing on your your partner Marietta and Lauren McCrin also. I'm bringing both of you guys, Lauren and Marietta. Welcome to the show. Hey, Michael. How are you doing today? Oh, good. Well, so you guys, uh, you guys just attended the the shoot at Quill Creek, and uh, I was out there at the first one, and. Uh, and they've got a great range. I wish it was bigger, and they have told us that they're going to build a range for us now. Uh, and oh, so I'm hoping wonderful. that they really do that uh, because uh, we'd like to get more than uh, 24 shooters on the line. But uh, tell us a bit about you guys' experience out there. Uh, well, go ahead, that's Marietta. You or me. <laughs> that's you, Marietta. Go for it, girlfriend. <laughs> well, we had a bunch of people out there. We had a bunch of enthusiastic people out there. Uh, like you said, we sold out on that thing almost immediately as soon as we told our membership about it. It was like done. Uh, I think within a few days, it was like, okay, we got four slots left. Y'all better hurry up. <laughs> well, had you guys had anybody ever heard of Appleseed before? Uh, not really. Um, Y'all kind of got turned over to me because I guess it was about a year ago um, Lauren contacted one of our, uh, I think she contacted Cheryl, who's one of our uh, uh, folks on our board of directors, and she emailed me and asked me, she said, who are these people? I go, I don't know. And she says, well, you go, will you go find out about them? Yeah, you go, you go find out. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I was bird dogging. So I'm like, okay, I can do that. And I asked Judy about it, and she said, yeah, go find out what you can about them. Come back, tell me what you know. So I did. 
And well, I mean, I went out and found the good, the bad, the ugly. I went out and tried to find everything I could on y'all. I mean, I had a whole dossier on y'all. And uh, I went back to Judy and I said, you know, I think we need to do this. And she's like, well, what are they about? And I said, well, it's it's an instructional uh, marksmanship clinic, which is severely lacking down here. And uh, it's also a whole lot of American heritage history that I think that, you know, our membership would really enjoy hearing. And I think we've got to give it a shot. And so got a hold of Lauren. Actually, I, I talked to her on the uh, Appleseed forums. I was talking to her before I even knew who she was. And just kind of getting information on her and kind of shopped around, just kind of seeing what was going on. And that's that's how we made initial contact. So, yeah, that's it's that's it's been a year in coming. Right. And was it what you thought it was going to be when you guys, uh, you know, after you went through it, is that what you thought it was going to be? Uh, or what did you think? I actually, I knew it was going to be pretty challenging because I used to be an old small bore shooter. So position shooting, I know, can really, it's it can be taxing. Um. But yeah, I kind of had a pretty good idea. I'm not sure that our members really knew. No, we didn't. <laughs> we just kind of told them to sign up and go, and then tell us what they thought. <laughs> and Marietta they did. was our Marietta was our pod popper, and we all followed her through the trenches. Yeah, I just told them what to do, and they did it. <laughs> and well, and it was really wonderful because I've taken a lot of rifle courses here in the the Dallas area, but this was very intense. It was very woman friendly. And I think we kind of opened the eyes of your membership of what an all-women's group was really all about and how we listen very intensely. But when it comes time, we all want to, you know, go and look at everybody's uh, targets and see how well they did. And we have a lot of BS along the way up and back from the station. And I think <laughs> I think they thought they were corralling frogs for a moment. They were quite shocked. Herding cats. Yeah. Well. Well, hey, I tell you, I, I've heard from all the instructors. You know, usually I, uh, the instructors will call me, or I'll call them and say, "Okay, how did your, how did your event go this weekend? What, you know, what was good, what was bad, how did it go?" And everybody was really, really happy with the uh, the diva crew there, and uh, and uh, actually, I got. Uh, I got a uh, a note from one of my instructors saying, "Okay, you're you better be careful. You're going to have your hands full on the show uh, on Thursday." And, uh, <laughs> and of course, well, Lauren told me there. she said that it was the the best. Uh, it was one of the best apple seeds that she's run so far. And uh, and Lauren, you said that uh, as far as the the history, this was the first time that you had experienced uh, uh, so much interaction with the attendees, right? Yes, yeah, the history was, I think for me, was the best part. I like the instruction and the shooting, but actually having those shooters engage us and ask us questions and Google, you know, the people we were talking about. And, you know, our history, when we gave a strike, it wasn't just 30 minutes or 20 minutes, but, you know, it went longer because we had conversations. And you could tell the other instructors loved the interaction as well. We really got into the history, right? Because that's what you were telling me. You said uh, you said we were doing the history, and they they were whipping out their uh, their iPhones and stuff, and googling the uh, googling the the locations and the info that you were giving them, and uh, well, we making sure <laughs> the stories were correct. They, that's what you got to got to do. That <laughs> we, we were now, checking listen, you the got, current you're, you're, population I, of of Concord and Lexington the whole time uh, we were talking. 
Yeah, and listen, I guess I'm going to have to be careful now because, uh, especially with the any of the diva sheets, because usually when I tell the instructors, one of the things I tell them when they're telling the story, I go, look, you don't have to, uh, you don't have to get every single uh, name and date, etc., right. I said you just have to tell the story from your heart and make them, make them understand that it's important to you. Because if it's not important to you, it's not going to be important to them. And now I'm going to have to tell them, except for this crew, you better get every date right because they're going to whip out their uh, iPhones and start Googling it. <laughs> no, we're helping. <laughs> oh, you're helping. Hi. Yeah, we're okay. helping. <laughs> At least we, we weren't, weren't trying to hinder you. We're just trying to assist you. <laughs> exactly. We weren't calling in any friends to come and help us either. We were all taking care of you just by ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think that the your organization is just uh it's absolutely uh a fantastic organization and it's one that's absolutely needed because you know when I grew up uh I grew up you know fairly rurally and and for me and and my sisters and you know any any of the kids male or female uh, there's not a one of them that I can really remember that that didn't that wasn't uh, hadn't been introduced to firearms and hadn't been shooting, and uh, it was just part of the instruction that you got when you were a kid. Now, now I still live rurally now, and I'm telling you, it may be one in 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 15 kids that have had an introduction to shooting. It's it's disappearing. And that's that's scary for a lot of reasons because with the introduction to shooting, you always you also got the introduction to firearm safety. And uh, that means that from an early age you were getting you were getting the instruction on this is this is what's safe and this is what's not safe. This is what you do with a firearm, this is what you don't do. And you don't go out there and you don't shoot and you don't just kill indiscriminately like the, the rule for me when i was growing up was you boy you better not shoot anything that you're not willing to eat and uh, and that was one of the things that i learned early on you you don't you you have a respect for the outdoors you have a respect uh for wildlife and and you you act as a steward for uh, for your for the outdoors and uh, and that's what you guys are teaching well, Marietta and I ride a lot together to our events, and we discuss the pros and the cons on the way there, and we discuss on why that children are making it available in the outdoors and why they're not shooting. And when Marietta and I both grew up, I started shooting when I was four. And how old were you, Marietta? Uh, I was about eight. Mm-hmm. And tell them the stories of what you think that we people don't have in their children to come and shoot in the outdoors. That we talk um, about. Sorry, say that again. The, the reason that what we've come up with, or you've come up with, of why people are are not introducing their children to the outdoors like we were when we were growing up. Well, you know, you're you're a country girl, and I'm a city girl. But I grew up in kind of in a scouting family, and I mean, you know, I was surrounded by guns. I mean, my dad collected them, my granddad collected them, so it wasn't unusual. Nowadays, I mean, there's so many distractions. There's so much going on for our kids. I mean, it's almost like information overload. I mean, you know, they've got Boy Scouts or they've got 
or they've got soccer, or they've got football, or they've got this or that or the other. And I mean, there's just not enough hours in the day for them to do everything that you know they're they're regimented to do. But you know, back when we were growing up, we didn't have all these electronic devices and cell phones and stuff. And I mean, our parents used to kick us outside and say, "Don't come back till the sun comes down," you know. And it it is different, and it's a it's a real challenge to get these kids out in the outdoors now, just simply because there's so many other things that are are conflicting with it. Um, it's kind of a shame, I, you know. It's it's I think they're missing out on a lot of stuff. Maybe, maybe we could talk. Me, uh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say maybe we could maybe we could talk uh, Winchester or Ruger or Marlin into putting out a. Uh, Putting out a good twenty-two rifle that had a texting keyboard on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just didn't get rid of all that stuff. There's too many people running around with their hands, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's just like you know what? You can't concentrate on the sight picture if if you're sitting there fiddling around trying to type something. If, I, if I see one drive. iPhone come out there on the range when I'm telling somebody what to do, I'm going to kick it across the lane. But some people can't even drive in tech, so how are they going to shoot in tech? Yeah. Right, they can't even drive in tech. Man, look at that. That's the truth. Put those electronic devices up and come this way, and I'm going to teach you something. Well, and plus, Marietta, remember people were eager to help us learn, and it's and it's and it costs a lot of money because people aren't willing to help children like we were helped when we were young, too. Remember oh, we well, heck, yeah. Them. The best The best coaching I ever got was for free. Right, and, and you uh, if you want if, if if you want to learn to shoot now, you better come up with some big bucks. Whether you're a, a child or an adult, you know you've got to practically go and got to find a private coach someplace. Good luck. I couldn't afford it. Right, but, and that's one of the things that the Appleseed Project that we have we've kind of we've kind of evolved and we've kind of uh, become really. I, I don't know if there were any use at the DFW shoot at the Quill Creek, but. Uh, we normally get uh, I'll normally get at a minimum of ten to twenty percent of uh, children at an event, and because of that, the Appleseed Project instructors have become very very skilled at uh, at working with new shooters, working with women, working with new shooters, working with shooters that have been out of the shooting for the last twenty five or thirty years and are coming back into it. That would be me. And, uh, and for kids, I mean, we we are absolutely, uh, I think, one of the best organizations uh, for going out to the parking lot with you and getting your getting your untouched rifle out of the Walmart box and showing you how to use it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we that's that's what we do every weekend of the year, uh, you know, somewhere uh, in the United States. So well, we were just so impressed by the way you. Handled us, and we thought it was just us. We were giving us a kid glove treatment. That's not true. <laughs> no, uh, no, you guys got the you guys got the regular the regular show, and uh, and everybody was very very uh, impressed with uh, with your organi- organization also. And and what I was going to say a little bit earlier is that <clears throat> that I think that uh, I think that Appleseed and Diva. Uh, I think they have a lot to offer each other because Appleseed, we get we get tons of women that, that come through the program. And listen, I I tell you, I've gotten a, a, a lot of women lately who come through, and uh, and you know, I'll talk to the 
to the ladies that are shooting and and a lot of times I'm surprised at the answers. There'll be uh there'll be women there. We've had uh I guess uh, maybe the oldest was a a couple of ladies that were in their late seventies uh that were shooting and then uh, uh all the way down to uh six and seven year olds. We have a lot of women who've come through and and I'll ask them, I said, Well your uh uh you know what their what their expectations are, what they're hoping to learn, and uh, and then I'll find out that they're married, and then I'll say, well, where's your where's your husband at? Could he not make it this weekend? And they said, well, no, he he has no interest in learning how to shoot. So I suppose <laughs> if it's something that's going to have to be shot, it's going to have to be me doing it. So here I am. And well, uh, and we call women like that grocery shoppers. <laughs> <laughs> They're stocking their freezers with their game that they've harvested. <laughs> well, they, I tell you, whenever we have uh, when we have women that come, and especially when we have women that come, like uh, with their husbands and their kids and stuff. And normally, what we'll do is, if a family comes together, we'll split them all up because it is much easier for each one of them to learn if they're not having to to think about taking care of whoever's on their left or right. And it's much easier for a, a child to learn if it's not their mother or their father saying, oh, you got to hold a rifle like this. And the kid says, well, I am. The mother says, or the father says, no, you're not. you got to hold it like this. And the kid says, I am. I'm doing it that way. If you split them up and then the, the mother or the father or whoever whoever has come, they get to they just get to shoot. They don't have to worry about anything. And then the kids, when the instructor tells them, ask them to do something, they just, they do it, and the instructor treats them like a young adult. And because of that, the kids will listen, and their marksmanship will improve. And a lot of times, it's the first time that they've done something completely on their own. The first time they've learned something or done something and been treated as a responsible young adult completely on their own. And a lot of times, it changes their lives. And then, and the reason I know this is because they They've told me later. But I'll see men and women coming, and the man has been shooting all his life. The woman has never shot before. And they'll get on the line, they'll start uh, they'll start shooting, and by the end of the weekend, she's shooting 25 to 30 points higher than he is. And, That's not uh, unusual. Yeah. I know why. That's not unusual I know why. At all. Well, I know the guys, why yeah, yeah. The guys come there and they say, well, I know how to shoot. And you tell them to do something, they'll say, well, I've been doing it like this. And and they don't want to listen. The women say, you know, I don't really know how to shoot. I really don't know what I'm doing, so I'm just going to listen. And they listen, and they and their scores are higher than their husbands. And uh, I can't tell you how many times I've heard the, they've looked at each other, and the guy says, oh, I can't understand it. The woman says, well, I can understand it because I listened to him and you didn't. Well, That's because women are more verbal. Yes, and we don't have preconceived ideas when we're walking up to the the stand to shoot and be in a position either. We come there to listen and to learn. Right, and and the, the, the women are the are usually the uh, the best learners. Now, I'm not going to tell you they're always the the easiest to instruct, but they are usually the That's best easy. listeners. That's the hardest to no, live no, with. You, you have to you have to give more detailed instructions when you're instructing women. I mean, I'm I'm reading this book and it's it's written by this woman who's a, a coach of a, a police um, 
team essentially and she's taught both men and women and she said there's there are fundamental differences with teaching men and women and she says and it's it's not ever going to change she said if you take a man that's never seen a gun before and a woman who's never seen a gun before used a gun before and you put them in front of those guns the first thing a guy's going to do is he's going to pick it up and try to figure out how he, how it works He's going to start fiddling with it immediately. A woman's going to stand back with her arms crossed and wait for somebody to explain every single detail about what that is, how it works, everything. So if you're more detailed in your explanations with women, they'll listen to it. They'll listen to it one time and they get it. With guys, you have to wait until they make a mistake before they'll listen to you. Well, you know what? I think you're exactly right on that. I know I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> I've found that I've to be true quite too, often. Dear. <laughs> I found that to, to be true quite often. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, of the, uh, we try and tell folks that no matter what your, no matter what your shooting skill is, when you come to a, an apple seed event, that you're going to learn something. Was that the case with you guys? Oh, absolutely. Because both of you guys have been shooting your whole lives, and yet when you came to the event, you still learned. Uh, you still learn some stuff you didn't know, right? Oh, yes. sure, sure. I learned I need to go and shoot some more, too. <laughs> well, you know, shooting, shooting is a perishable skill. You know, it's it you is. put it you in the closet, and it's going to de- degrade, and it's going to get uh, – there, there's no way to keep it sharp except by using it. So, Marietta, you learned you need to scope. <laughs> you know what? I want to do this course again with the same gun. I want to do the whole damn thing. I want to clean this thing. I fired a single-shot bolt-action rifle for the AQT, mm-hmm. and I'm going to tell you, yeah, that's just too friggin' fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it is. But I because... tried. I tried. That's the point. I keep thinking, you know what? I bet if I just got a little bit faster, I could do. Well, that. of course, it's kind of designed for. Uh, it's designed to be shot uh, fairly fast. So uh, and it, now it can be done. I've seen it done quite a few times. Single shot bolt action rifles. Uh, the first time I saw it, uh, I saw the courses shot correctly uh, was by uh, I think by a ten year old boy with a cricket, or maybe with a ten year old girl. I believe that. With a, I believe a little that. I think I probably could have done rifle. it when I was younger. <clears throat> and uh, what I did is I now. took a, a piece of tape and folded it over so it was sticky on both sides and stuck it on the on the stock and stuck the the 22 shells to it, so they were all stuck there, right within range of uh, the little fingers. And that bolt was flying, and the rounds were flying, and uh, and they completed it. But it's not easy because no, we it's have not. some. We've we've got some quick courses, and I hear people all the time that haven't been to an apple seed say, "Well, you know, I, uh, you know, uh, apple seed is fine, but I'm looking for a more like a more practical rifle course." and uh, and I say, well, What's what do you mean? What's a more practical mean, course? Yeah, I say, well, you mean a practical rifle course? So you mean like one where you say you shoot at uh, at multiple targets in uh, in different positions under the pressure of time constraints, right? They go, yeah, something like that. Well, and, that's uh, like action pistol. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what apple seed is. You yeah. know, we're going to teach you to shoot, and then we're going to teach you to shoot in multiple positions. We do standing, seated, and prone. Uh, we're going to have you shoot at multiple targets along with magazine changes, and uh, you're, it's all going to be done under the constraint, under time constraints. 
And some of those constraints are, are pretty tight. Whenever you have, uh, when you have to go from the standing to the seated, you have to shoot at two different targets, and you have to have a magazine change, and it's all done in 55 seconds. That's uh, uh, that's not an easy. Yeah, you're flying. Yeah, yeah, that's not an easy thing to do, and uh, and yet uh, it certainly can be done, and we can teach you how to do it, uh, you know, over the course of the weekend. Well, what were some of the things that you learned that uh, that you didn't know? Did you guys were you guys familiar with uh, uh, well, you ladies? Were you ladies familiar with uh, uh, natural point of aim? Yes. Oh yes. Okay. <laughs> I've had I mean, that had you heard it into my brain? <laughs> had you heard it called that before? You're talking about some season. Yes, shooters. sir. I was I was trained by a lot of military guys. Okay. All right. So yeah, it was pounded into my brain. <laughs> All right. But and, there's, uh, there were a lot of other ladies that this is the, their first exposure to it. I mean, you know, Judy and I have been shooting for a while, but a lot of the other people that were shooting with us that day, I I can tell you they've never heard of any of this. Right. Right. And listen. Uh, and let me not for you guys because you guys heard this all at the Appleseed, but for uh, the rest of the folks that are listening, uh, let me just tell you that uh, if you haven't been to an Appleseed or if you haven't heard my spiel before, when we t- when our course is not designed around a bunch of stuff that we that we just thought up brand new, we said, hey, let's try this. This has never been tried in shooting before. Let's try this, and we're gonna we'll we'll try it out as an experiment on a bunch of these shooters like. Uh, like space monkeys, and we'll see how they do. Uh, it was, it's not it at all. What we're teaching you is a very conservative course, and it's built on 500 years of marksman's rifle uh, firearms experience. 500 years of experience that has been distilled down, uh, and all that we've done basically is trimmed all the fat off it. Whenever there's uh, there's five paragraphs that talk about uh, trigger control, or or ten paragraphs that talk about breathing, we're 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 squeezing it all down into just a paragraph or just a sentence, and uh, and we're giving you all of the skills and techniques that you need. And on the if the two day clinic on Saturday, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be giving you one layer at a time. We're going to start off with the slings, and then uh, and then your prone position, and then these six steps to firing the shot. And we're going to put each layer on, and then you're going to shoot it. And then we're going to add another layer to that, and you're going to shoot it. And we're going to add another layer to that, and, we're going to, and then you're going to shoot it. And we're going to keep doing this until we've built it all up. And, uh, and then hopefully by the end of the day, we're going to use uh, the, our diagnostic tool, which is the AQT, and... We're going to shoot the AQT, and that's going to tell us how you're doing. You know, it's going to be a, uh, it'll be a uh, diagnostic to show us what we need to do, or how you're doing with the instruction uh, that we're giving you. <clears throat> so, this isn't something new. This is something that that if you've been shooting for a while, you've probably gotten most of this. And perhaps you have been taught that people have talked to you about natural point of aim without calling it that. And listen, people were shooting with natural point of aim long before somebody came up with the name for it. So this isn't all brand new stuff. This is this is stuff that that has been around for a long time. The only difference is is that for a lot of folks, 
or this is the only course that I know of that is going to give it to you in one weekend. Uh, a lot of people have shoot for 10, 20, 30 years before they get all of the information uh, in one bag and are using it all. So, like I said, this is uh, when I say that this is a fundamentals of rifle marksmanship class. I always try to make folks understand that that it's not a basic course. This isn't a a course that says this is the the barrel and the bullet comes out of this end, and this is the other end is a buttstock, and that goes against your shoulder. and And don't don't switch them around. Uh, this is going to be a a course that's going to give you the skills and techniques that you're going to need regardless of your of where you're going to go in your shooting discipline. Well, we thought that was a lot of information for one weekend too, which was because Marietta and I've been shooting and some of the other girls too. But it was it was really great. One of my very favorite things was shooting the star with the card in front. Uh huh. I, I I enjoyed that. I shot that star three times out of the five shots, so I was very pleased. And one of them was in the center. So. Now, did you did you did you first say there's no way this is going to work? Uh, or did you, you know, did you figure that you were going to be able to hit it? I, I thought I could hit it. I, th- I really did because I've learned how to how to shoot, and uh, and my instructor was going like, "This might be a little bit harder than you thought." And I said, "Show it to me a couple of times, and I'm I'm in on it." And then when uh, it was Chris, and then when I finally finished, he was going like, "We hit it! We hit it!" You know, I'm going like, "Are you taking credit for both of us, Chris?" <laughs> <laughs> it was a joint wonderful. effort, huh? Yeah, yeah, but it was really great to see. We had some girls that uh, didn't shoot it, but they knew that they were shooting somebody's target. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a few crossfires on there. Well, now I'm looking at the on your uh, website, and okay. you guys have uh, you have crews in Australia. In uh, looks like is that Venezuela? Wait, no, that's in Brazil and Argentina. But it's, okay, I don't Brazil. think it's highlighted in Brazil, but we are in Brazil. Okay. All right. Brazil, it's Ar- it's Argentina. Argentina. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like uh, South Africa. Yes, we have a lot of girls in South Africa, and, and probably because I've been to South Africa 19 times. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're right. almost a resident. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. sure. And then uh, let's see, another, I can't I can't get in close enough to see, Is that's not Nigeria, is it? No, no, but it's a lot, and we're in Tanzania. That's okay, where, that's where you're thinking that was Tanzania. Right, and then you're in, uh, let's see, you are in Europe. Is that, uh looks like uh, England, Spain, Spain, Italy. Yes. And, uh, Germany, and Germany, Germany, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we had uh, an article written about us for the AP, Associated Press, that, that went around the world twice. And that's where we picked up Brazil and also Russia. We have a lot of members in New Zealand too. That's quite a interesting. I was going to say I just saw I just see New Zealand. It's it's such a mm-hmm. got little tiny red dot. It's hard to see, but you got New Zealand and they don't have uh, you don't have Russia colored in yet. Well, we're working on it. You got the yeah, okay. <laughs> the Crayola wasn't sharp enough. By the <laughs> there you go. There you, you go. And then all oh, you got all of Canada. And Alaska. We're in every province that touches uh, the United States and Canada, so we're really excited about that. Well, the, the, your organization is uh, busy. Is really, <laughs> really growing, and this is all done in the last uh, what thir- uh, thirteen years. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
And it's been wow. really it was, booming these last couple, though. Yes, and then we've been on ABC News, and then we're going to have Nightline that will be joining us in Dallas and uh, having going on a hunt with us. Okay. And when did you guys go to uh, – when did you change from Texas women's shooting sports to women outdoors worldwide? We did that in 2009 because – a lot of our members and that we were just really growing so much and becoming the powerhouse in the outdoors and a lot of girls wanted they loved our idea and the concept of who we are and where we're going but they wanted us to drop texas and we're going like oh no please say no but you know to <laughs> encompass everybody you know and to really reach out we decided that Women, the first thing, we didn't know exactly what we were going to change it to, and we and women always say, wow, and so we're going, since DIVA is not an acronym. Hello? Hello? Yes, uh-huh. Hello? Yes. Hello? Lauren said I'm on. Do what? Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right, I see she's put she's put the information in here that, uh, that Cheryl, who is a DIVA board member, is joining us. Cheryl, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, Michael. It's been very Hi, Cheryl. exciting. Hello, ladies. Hi, Cheryl. Hello. Very exciting well, I, I to guess, hear everybody. I guess you know everybody else. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like a big party line now. Oh, it's a party line. Oh, my gosh. I wouldn't believe all the people on the blog line. Oh, this is great. Okay. Uh, well, I, I would tell you a story of how, how big we got, Cheryl. And so we decided that we were going to change it to WOW, and we didn't know exactly what WOW was going to stand for. So since women say WOW all the time... So we decided it was Women Outdoors Worldwide. Which happens to be absolutely perfect for you guys. So, yes. Well, I think that, uh, as I said earlier, I think that that your organization is fantastic. And, and I think it's great, too, because uh, one of the things that – one of the ways for an organization to make sure that it grows is to uh, develop – relationships uh, uh, and alliances with other organizations. And, you know, that uh, every time that you can work with a different organization and learn from them, and then you make yourself stronger. And uh, knowing that you guys are around and, and being able to direct folks to you is certainly going to be a plus for us, for the Appleseed Program. Hey, oh, and you too, because when we go to a lot of trade shows, and we will put your brochures out on our table. A lot of people come up and say, oh, my gosh, are you associated with the Appleseed Project? And it's it's amazing how many people know your uh, organization, too, so it makes us very proud. So we always have a stack of brochures that we encourage, you know, people to come and participate with you. Well, I told you, I, I, I've been pushing you guys since, uh, since we first started uh, – since we first got the shoot set up. I guess that's been close to a year now. It's and, been uh, a year, yeah. I've been pushing the, the Diva organization to, to everybody I can because... Oh, well, thank you so much. Uh, because I, I feel like it is uh, a fantastic organization. And, Cheryl, we hadn't, since you just came on, uh, let's, uh, let's hear from you. You were at the shoot this last weekend, right? Yes. Yes, yes, I was, and I really enjoyed it. I was, I was surprised, most, most surprised by the storytelling. I thought that was wonderful and engaging, and it really was exciting to hear the stories told in people's 
normal, you know, it wasn't dates and names. It was real. It was alive. And that's what makes such a huge difference to me personally. What I wanted to say, Michael, was that we would love to meet my, uh, Fred and have some, you know, coming together of the minds and a way to work together even more than we already are. And I was speaking to Lauren earlier, wouldn't it be great to bring Fred to Texas and have a big shoot maybe a year out? What do you think? I think that sounds great. He uh, he likes Texas he, from what I understand. Well, let me tell you a story about Fred in Texas. Okay. Fred, uh, Fred, Fred likes Texas, but he, he but he, but he can't bring himself to say it. I think that uh, <laughs> it, Fred is one of those folks that uh, you know when he grew up. I, I think that I bet he uh, he he told me this isn't the case, but I said I bet you got a pair of boots and some chaps. I don't, they don't. I'm sure they don't fit you anymore, but I bet you got a pair of boots and some chaps from when you were a kid and a hat and uh, and you. You always wanted to be a Texan, and uh, <laughs> yeah. and then uh, and I, then he uh, he came to a shoot here in Texas, and uh, that was the first one that we had here. And this was back in 2006, and I think that he thought that uh, that Texans were going to lead the way, but Appleseed was so new uh, to everybody. And you know when you when you first start an organization, I don't care if. I don't care what it is, especially uh, if it's something like shooting or something like that. Until you prove that you have staying power, then you're no you're no different than anybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, if yep. you go to a gun show and you say, "Hey, I'm starting a shooting organization," they just look at you and go, "Okay, whatever." That's they no different than going going down to yeah, going down <laughs> to Sixth Street and saying, "Hey, I'm in a band." They go, "Well, good for you." Everybody here knocks <laughs> at a band. Awesome. You know. <laughs> Okay. And so I, I think that whenever Texas didn't just jump up and, and follow him, I think he got a little aggravated. And uh, oh, so so Texas has always been uh, his personal whipping boy, and uh, he likes to give us a hard time here. Yeah, and, there's uh, some good shooters down here too. So well, well, it, it kind of worked in a in a reverse way because one of the first uh, one of his first stories about Texas uh, was a. Uh, with a story about, uh, he said, there's 22 million Texans. He said, and, and not a single one of them is willing to uh, to, to do, donate a place to shoot. He goes, I don't understand it. He said, maybe they're maybe they're too busy uh, line dancing and, and dipping snuff and, and spraying <laughs> Stetson cologne that's on nice. each other. Yeah. That's nothing. Oh, he just meets the wrong or... Texans, that's no. all. <laughs> I think well, anyway, that caused me to call him, and I did call him, and I set up the first, uh, the first uh, permanent designated appleseed range here in Texas, and it's been going strong for the since uh, 2006. Is that the and, one in the uh, villa? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah, and you guys are. We've got a uh, a lot bigger line here, so anytime you guys want to uh, to have an event here, it's a little bit more primitive right now. But uh, anytime you want to have an event here, we can hold uh, probably about 85 to 90 shooters. Uh, Michael, Lauren was telling me that uh, y'all got another lady seed coming up in Houston. Is that right? Uh, we're working on one right now. Good. Lauren, if you're, down are, there too. 
Lauren, you're on the line, so go ahead and, and fill us in on the, the Houston shoot that's coming that uh, you guys are working on. Yeah, we um, got a call yesterday from a lady down in Houston, uh, Lake Jackson area. She is on the board of their local gun club, and she said, I want to do a lady feed. So send her the host application. She's supposed to get back with me tomorrow. They have a board meeting going on right now, but you know she doesn't think it will be a problem. Uh, the tentative date is June 4th and 5th. And we're going to bring some, I have a couple of my ladies from my Pistol League, uh, Caltown Diva Pistol League. I think they're going to come down with me and we're going to talk with her and one about setting up a Pistol League, but also, you know, putting on a, a lady seat. So. Are you going to wear your tiara when you do this? Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm a... do, are we, do we have a an apple seed tiara now? Uh, uh, no, we have a diva tier. Uh, Lauren won the Cowtown individual score on pistol. Oh, girl, I didn't know. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, yes. So she got to wear the tiara. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's, well, yeah, Michael, you need to realize uh, you ask all of these divas to come, not everybody can handle 80 divas at one time. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, that's tough. Well, I'd like I We're working on getting the, the range here set up so that we can uh, host you guys. Right now, it's just, uh, it's always been, we've never really had to deal with something like that, so it's always been a little bit more primitive. We have uh, a uh, we have a very nice, a very elegant outhouse, and we oh. have uh, we have a, uh, a nice, big, uh, wood-heated <laughs> shower, but, it, but we don't have... Uh, we don't have any uh, really, really uh, modern uh, accommodations. Uh, it's something that we're working on because we're turning. We're also uh, turning this range into uh, in, the, in the next six months. It'll spin up. It's going to be a uh, a full service uh, self defense shooting range, and uh, we've got a, a large list of qualified instructors and. Uh, we're going to be teaching uh, all forms of shooting, uh, pistol, rifle, shotgun, everything, and uh, and we'll be we'll be teaching it from the uh, the perspective of the individual, not the not the professional uh, like law enforcement shooting. Although we will be we'll also be instructing in that, but mainly for individual uh, self defense shooting. Oh, that's great! Is that indoor plumbing? Yeah, really. If you get that, you'll have more people. <laughs> it's on the way. <laughs> okay. Cool. Can I can I add a little bit about the Lake Jackson uh, uh, possibility of having a shoot down there? Yes. Jump any anywhere that uh, anywhere you guys would like to have one, then uh, we're certainly ready to uh, accommodate it. So please go ahead, sing out. This yeah, we're making arrangements to have one in, in Pennsylvania right now, Cheryl. That's also true, very true. Yeah, Cynthia Dash in Pennsylvania is already working with the Pennsylvania coordinator. When uh, when we were in sitting in one of the strike talks, and I know you all know what that is, uh, they talked about the ability to contact a lot of people at the same time. And they said, could you reach a 1,000 people and 
several of our hands shot up immediately because we're on Facebook. We have communication. Facebook does, paper. yeah. And so when we sent we sent the information out about our uh, upcoming clinic with you guys with Appleseed in May, I said, if you would like to have one in your area, here's Lauren's number and contact information. Get a hold of her. And uh, that lady, Sue McCourt is her name in uh, Lake Jackson, emailed me back immediately and said, I want to have this here. What do I do? What do I do? So we can reach a lot of people, and that is what is so fabulous about what you're doing and what we're doing. We can put put the two together, and I'm so grateful for what you all do. Well, like I said, we we certainly want to continue working with the Diva organization and uh, and providing uh, providing a way for uh, because our both of our aims are so close to being the to uh, to being the same, which is making sure that the shooting sports for us it's a shooting sports uh, for you guys it's it's everything, but this is a way for uh, for us to access the folks from your organization that want to get uh, rifle marksmanship instruction. Mm -hmm. And for us, it's a way to make sure that we're reaching as many people as we can and that we are giving them a a solid foundation in the fundamentals of shooting. And also, uh, you know, when somebody comes to an Appleseed two-day rifle marksmanship clinic, I think one of the best things that they can get is a very good foundation in rifle safety because uh, like when we were talking earlier about that that's one of the things that uh, that people are just not getting today if you didn't grow up in a home that had rifles or that, that had firearms and then you had a person a mother or father who said here's the rifle here's how it works here's what you do here's what you don't ever do then then people don't have that they may and especially with kids we make sure that uh, when a, a kid comes to an event, that they know what a safe rifle is, that they know how to safely handle a firearm. That means that whenever they, if they go someplace and they see a firearm, then they're going to know what to do and what not to do when they see that firearm. It's not going to be a uh, uh, an absolute situation that uh, where they don't have any understanding of what's safe and what's not safe. Now, what's so, the youngest that you will let a child come, Michael, to your? <clears throat> well, listen. If a kid can, if a kid can get on the line, and can can physically manipulate the rifle, then uh, and the youngest that I've had, I think, is five. Oh, but the thing is, with that a, young. <laughs> oh, no. well, with a young kid, you still only have. Uh, they don't go through the whole thing because I'm sure that you guys probably understand that. Uh, after two days at an apple seed, it's Ow. like a it's a bit of a workout. Ow. Our tongue was hanging out. <laughs> you know, when I when my first one I went to on on Sunday morning when I showed back up, I thought, man, I'm I'm sore. I, I never expected that. I was sore, and I had uh, two places on my elbows that didn't have any skin anymore. And, uh, I think yeah, I did okay up until now. the very last hour, and then I just looked up and I said, "You know what? I'm done." <laughs> <laughs> well, it is uh, it is very a very physical thing, and because of that, you know, young kids can only take so much. So if yeah. they can get on the line and they can manipulate the rifle, and if they even if it's too heavy, what I'll do with a kid is I'll put them on the line, put them in prone, 
and then we'll sandbag the rifle so that yeah. they're just laying there. They don't have to hold the weight of it up. And then, But even with that, you only have about an hour, two hours at a time mm-hmm. where a young child is actually going to listen to you. Uh, at a certain point, they just it just shuts down because you guys know, too, because you, you mentioned it earlier. And we have folks that have told us before that going to an apple seed is like drinking from a fire hose. You know, it's you it's open your mouth to take that drink, and it and your 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 cheeks puff out. And uh, because we give you a lot of information, and we do it at a fairly rapid pace, the kids can only take so much. So when they're really young, we can put them on the line for an hour or two, and then then usually we got to pull them back off and let them uh, let them sit in a chair or build a sandcastle or read a book or something or go play, and mm-hmm. they'll come back. And it's even worse if the weather is inclement, either cold <laughs> or rainy or too hot. Then they're, they're, it's really hard. Other than that, if, if it's good weather and uh, the kid will, you know, the, the younger kids can do it. And then, uh, and then when they get to be 7, 8, 9, 10, and they have enough body uh, strength to hold the rifle out in front of them, then uh, they do really well. But as long as the, the child can understand instructions and can physically manipulate the firearm, then uh, we'll put them on the line we'll start them shooting. Well, that's good because I was just wondering because you talk about young children and we because we have an age restriction that we have for our clinics. What's your how how young are the kids? Well, nine is the youngest we will let uh, shoot a shotgun, but a handgun has to be twelve. Yeah, I can yeah, certainly see that me. because uh, I have uh, five daughters and. Uh, wow! Oh wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> I got five daughters, a wife. A uh, my mother-in-law is here with me now, and then I have uh, five female dogs in the house too. And uh, the house is just is just overflowing with estrogen and feelings. (laughs) I love that. We need to send him one of our T-shirts that says "PMS." Pass my shotgun. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my daughters, uh, the oldest one is uh, 15 now, but she's the the only one that can. Only 15. Oh. Right, that's the oldest one. It's fifteen, but she's the only one that can really uh, handle the pistol. I took my youngest daughter out the other day, and she did really good. She was uh, she she managed to get off uh, two magazines out of the Springfield XT9 subcompact, and uh, gun. and she did real good, all in the black uh, from uh, uh, seven yards. But at the end of it, she was just. Uh, she was. She became very anxious because it was a even for her it was a big pistol with a lot of recoil and uh, you know for it's just a nine millimeter but but for a uh, uh, let's see it I believe she's nine now but for a nine year old that's a lot of pistol yeah so oh, it is. yeah for a pistol or shotgun I can see that but since we're only shooting rifles at the apple seeds and for the kids. Uh, basically, if it's a young kid, they're only going to shoot a rim fire. Yeah, uh, you know, some of the older kids will shoot center fires, like two twenty threes and stuff like that. But mostly, the kids only shoot rim fires, and uh, they can they can handle that. And we we have some special rifles. Usually, most of the instructors will have extra rifles, loaner rifles, like the Ruger ten twenty twos and stuff like that. And we have several that we have that are have the stocks cut down. Mm-hmm. So that uh, we can ado- accommodate shooters with uh, 
with smaller bodies and different uh, body geometry. Yeah, you mentioned we, the little crickets too. Those are real good too for kids. Right, right, because yeah, uh, they're nice and lightweight. They, the the whole point is just to you don't have to shoot fast, you know. You just need to shoot accurately, and uh, and you can do that with uh, a little cricket. So so we try to accommodate any and every shooter that we can. And apple seed is also uh, we have what we call now adaptive apple seed, and that is uh, shooters with uh, with extra challenges. You know, we'll accommodate shooters with. Uh, would that have uh, uh, physical challenges, and uh, uh, I've had uh, quite a few here at the range here in Davila, and I've uh, worked with quite a few at different locations, all the way from from folks that uh, you know that are hearing impaired to uh, to folks that have I've had several folks that have just been shot and blown to rag dolls, and uh, but they still want to shoot. And we'll Michael, do everything are you, are that we guys, can to accommodate uh, them. Are you guys working with the Wounded Warrior Project too? Oh. Uh, we've spoken with them a couple of times, but uh, and I believe that we are uh, speaking with them. Mm-hmm. But uh, until then, until we have something worked out, uh, we're just we've opened up. Like I said, we've opened up the the what we call the adaptive apple seed, mm-hmm. and that is just uh, you know just making sure that. No matter what it takes, that we're going to do everything possible to get a shooter that has a desire to shoot, continue to shoot, even though they have physical challenges. That uh, we will make it happen if there's any way possible. We've we've built uh, special shooting chairs and 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 uh, shooting tables and stuff before for folks. We just we make sure that we accommodate them, uh, if at all possible, that we accommodate shooters with challenges. Oh, that's wonderful. So we are talking um, here in Texas. We are talking with the Lone Survivor Foundation. Um, I mentioned that on Sunday at the shoot. It's Marcus Latrell's group. Uh, he's the Navy SEAL that survived. Um, he was the only one that survived out of their mission to Afghanistan. He came back and has started this nonprofit group called the Lone Survivor. And my husband, Andrew, and I are both, we're working with them to try to figure out a way that we could uh, either set up a special competitive shoot um, where all the proceeds go to the lone survivor. Um, and, in fact, they even mentioned putting on an adaptive apple seed uh, with their guys. Okay. Now, we did Cheryl... Left. I don't know if she got bumped off or if we lost her signal, but uh, but. Oh no, she she left. Yeah. What's that? What? Oh, she dropped. She dropped uh, to let you guys continue on. Oh, okay. Well, we had plenty of room, so. Well, she'll she come back if the... she's got something to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She's not shy. Well, no, we're. Are. But the the I guess the. the the point that I'm making is that uh, is that we feel, and it, and it sounds like from talking to you and reading your website and stuff too, that you guys are pretty much the same way. Is that <clears throat> that we want to uh, we want to reach out to every organization that we can in order to establish uh, uh, a working relationship so that we can uh, we can we can 
establish a community that can be mutually beneficial uh, to all Americans who are interested in shooting and the, the outdoor sports and and try and make sure that we're doing everything we can uh, to help Americans. Now, the Appleseed Project has a uh, more of a specific min- uh, mission. Uh, for us, we're more like, uh, and you guys heard the story about this, and then you, you probably heard it most of your lives, but the story of Paul Revere <clears throat> and how he rode through the night on uh, April, the night of April 18th and into the morning of April 19th to to alert the folks uh, that the British regulars were out and that they needed to do something. Now, our mission is pretty close to the same thing. Now, we're not telling you that uh, there's any kind of invasion or anything else. What we're telling you is that you got that Americans as a whole, they've got to wake up. They've got to get up off the couch. They've got to understand that the president is not the government. The Senators and the congressmen, the the different uh, agencies out there are not the government. That the American people are the government, and that they can't sit back in their on their couch and say, "Well, I don't need to do anything. I don't need to get involved in in what's going on in our nation because because somebody's taking care of it. You know, right? somebody's taking care of it. Somebody's going to make the hard decisions and." And, uh, you know, I, I trust that they're going to make the right ones. And you can't do that because uh, if you're trusting your president or if you're trusting your senator or your congressman, uh, I think that uh, you might uh, you might be in trouble. And I'm not talking about any current politics. I'm just talking about uh, as a general rule because the the folks in Washington are there to represent you. They're there to do your bidding as the American people. So in order for them to do your bidding, they need to know what it is. So you have to make sure that, uh, or we have to make sure, that each and every one of us are are actively engaged in making sure that we're a part of how the how the nation is being run. So that's what we're doing. We're trying to, to make folks remember that that is one of their that's that's their sacred responsibility as Americans, and uh, and of course I tell folks this all the time, but I, I, I'm, I'll never stop saying it, and that is, you're not uh, having a, a a space filled in, a blank filled in on a piece of paper, does not make you an American. It might make you a legal citizen but it doesn't make you an American. What makes you an American is when you accept the sacred responsibility of ensuring that the freedoms, the liberties, the rights that living in this nation affords you are safeguarded. That will make you an American, and that's the duty of each and every American citizen. It's to make sure that they're engaged in this and, uh, and that's what we're. That's what our mission is: is to make folks. And we don't tell folks what to do, all right? Because as an American, we you don't need to be told what to do. You make up your own mind on what you're going to do. In Appleseed, there's no politics. We're not going to tell you how to vote. That's your business. You can vote for anybody or anything you want to vote for. But 
It's your responsibility to vote. It's your responsibility to be engaged in the running of this nation. And I don't mean waiting until you can vote for president. I mean voting on in every single election that you can that you are eligible to vote in. You start off with with working in your uh your all your local elections, your school board elections, your uh your city, your county, your state elections, and then the national elections. You you become involved in making sure that you are a, are an actively engaged individual. And uh, <clears throat> and one of the things that I tell uh, instructors and members and stuff whenever they when they start getting involved with Appleseed is that you know and and one of the things I found out is that when you first go to an Appleseed what it seems like to you the first thing when you go there is you, well it's it's about shooting and then uh, as a weekend progresses uh, and as your as your career in Appleseed progresses as you go to more events and stuff you realize it's really not about shooting because we could actually we could actually put this message through that we're trying to put through with with really just about anything we could do it with bowling we could do it with uh with knitting we could put this message through with anything but we do it with shooting because that's where our heritage is but you realize that after a while you realize that the the real mission is the heritage and history but then if you stick around a little bit more if you stick around a little bit longer what you'll finally understand is that it's really not about shooting and it's really not about the heritage and the history appleseed is about becoming the best individual that you can be about doing all the right things that you can do one of the guys that uh, one of the one of my buddies was talking to me the other day and he said that uh, that another instructor had told him that the only thing a rifleman needs to do is the next right thing and i think that's what uh that's what appleseed uh, at the very at the very core of it boils down to is getting folks to understand that we want them to become the best persons that they can become and uh, i hope that that's oh. i hope we're becoming successful in that we have a shooter, a caller in that just joined us. Her name's Melissa. She's also a diva, um, and she has. This was actually her second apple seed. Uh, the lady seed this last weekend. Well, Melissa, yes. welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad you guys have this going on. The uh, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity, I think, and I really truly enjoyed not just the the shooting and learning to be better, but the history. I'm kind of a history buff anyway, so this is right up my my alley, and I I enjoy it. Where did you go what to the first time? Were you at? shooting, Melissa? I was shooting a AR-15, a dedicated oh, to. Okay. I'm sorry. 
That's why I was you were shooting. To tell them what you were shooting when we were all, where Marietta had a bolt and I had a semi-automatic, and you were shooting an AR-15. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Centerfire AR, AR, or did you say it was an AR with a dedicated uh, 22 upper? Yeah, it's a dedicated 22 with a scope. Well, where was your first? Oh, at her first apple seed, she was doing it Diva style. What was your first? What was your first rifle? Uh, a bolt action. Won't happen again. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah, where, where was it? Was it there at DFW? No, my first one was at Terrell in Terrell, Texas, and uh, I tried with the bolt action. My boyfriend and I both were there, and he passed with his AR. Uh, 15, but my bolt action and I were not getting along that day. But wasn't it a challenge? <laughs> oh, yes, it is. And this is my second one that we did this last past weekend with the Divas and had a blast. It was great, but you know, I'm, I haven't gotten my patch yet and I want the orange hat, so I, I'm coming back again. Oh, that's great. So you're you're going to uh, you're going to become an instructor. That's what I would like to do. I mean, this this is a really awesome organization. It's about you know taking that next step, as you were just saying, and 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 spreading the word and and just be making Americans more aware, not necessarily with shooting, but just taking up their responsibility. Well, that's excellent. And listen, I've got my ulterior motives in uh, in having a lot more apple seeds with the divas, and that's because uh, because. Every time we get a female instructor uh, in the program, they're absolutely fantastic and hard workers. And I always joke around with folks. I said, look, be careful about asking one of the female instructors to do something because uh, because it's <laughs> going to get done. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> so you better think about when you ask them to do something, you better think about whether you really want it done or not because they're going to do it. And uh, uh, and which is great, you know. Sometimes it's hard in a volunteer organization to uh, to get folks to donate uh, and devote time to stuff. And we're really lucky in Appleseed because we have a lot of dedicated instructors doing stuff. But I tell you, uh, on the at the very top of the list are the female instructors because they, as I said, I'm not joking when I say uh, when you ask them to do something, it's going to get done. Uh, I can't tell you how often I get. Uh, uh, reminders and proddings and stuff from Lauren. And, uh, <laughs> but you and, know what? Uh, our organization, for every one woman we bring to the outdoors, she brings seven. Wow. Yeah, and we've proven that time and time again. Well, yeah, we're hoping to... spread the word easy. <laughs> well, we're hoping to, like I said, to, to work with you guys and... And it sounds like it's uh, it sounds like it's getting off to a good start now. And we got the Houston event that it looks like it's going to shape up. And you said that there's going to be a did you say it was a Louisiana event? No, in uh, Washington, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, but I thought there was also not a Shreveport, but uh, was there? There's Houston. I think, I think you're thinking about the Houston one that's down there in Lake Jackson. Yes. Oh, yeah. Lake Jackson. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then, so that's the that's actually the Houston event is the Lake Jackson event. Yes. All right. And, and then, then uh, Pennsylvania. And I'm hoping, <clears throat> uh, I'm hoping that the folks listening to the show tonight are going to take heart in what we've been talking about and get uh, uh, and get on the ball and contact you guys and 
and get events set up in their locales. Because, well, I heard uh, that you were talking about the Rio Rancho in New Mexico, and we have a lot of divas in that area too. So we'll get on the hotline and tell them they need to sign up for your Rio Rancho. Okay, great, great, and we'll uh, we'll take uh, uh, we'll take this to the to the forum too, and make sure that uh, that it's getting the full attention. Lauren, you can do that because. Uh, because you're you're taking the lead here on this, and uh, yep. <laughs> take it to the forum and let them know that uh, uh, let them know about what a great experience this was at this last weekend, and how we would like for them to have the same great experience. And uh, and I'm I'm certainly amazed that uh, that with the last two shoots that we've had at uh, DFW, that the minute that it opens up that uh, that it gets closed out because uh, because you guys uh, fill it up quick. <laughs> well, but, like I said, go ahead, Jay. Oh no, I just like like I said too. You need remember you can only handle so many divas on the line, right, Lauren? <laughs> <laughs> That's an understatement. Well, I find them. Well, no, but it's true. Uh, Melissa's already signed up for other shoots, and I mean we're actually selling all the way out into May. We have another lady seat on the books up here at Quill Creek, uh, DFW for May. Um, and then Carol is just north of Dallas at a nice range up there, too. So I know that we're, the Divas are also, um, we also have a pretty active group a group in Oklahoma, too, right? Yes, oh, yeah. we do. Well, we've got some great ranges up there. We've got uh, uh, we've got the Badlands Tactical Training Center. That's run by Sheriff Bobby Whittington in, uh, uh, oh, I can't what think. It's just across the border. Across the border? Well, I know that. There's a lot of Oklahoma across the border. Well, just north across the border from, uh, like, Dallas. You go due north, due north uh, west out of Dallas. And it's right across the border. I can't think of the town right now for Durant. some reason. Durant. Durant. Yeah, it, might, it may be. But uh, it's just across the border, and it's a little tiny little tiny town, That's but it's a great Durant. shooting range. As a matter of fact, he does a, lot of, uh, he does a lot of cowboy action there because uh, I know that when last time, the last few times I've been out there, the Appleseed Range was at the end of – about uh I guess it was nine different nine different uh scenarios of uh, uh wagon trains and saloons and you name it. Uh, everything was set up. There. Yeah, everything was set up there and you finally got to the end and there was the apple seed there, but you had to you had to go by about nine bays of the old west before you got there. <laughs> Well, I'm originally from Arkansas, and I really would hope to know that you guys would do something in Arkansas. That's something I would definitely sign up to, to go back home and, and help get some things started on because there's a lot of women shooters there. And we until I heard from, moved to Texas and heard about the Divas, you know, it, there was really no nothing for us there. And I know I can get a bunch of women to sign up for Apple Season Tech in Arkansas. In Arkansas. Well, great. Well, don't, don't, don't just immediately click off of Texas. But, uh, oh, well, I'm not. <laughs> but, but we could certainly use help in Arkansas, too. You know, whenever you are trying to set up an organization in a new state, 
it's it's sometimes it's a bit difficult because you got to have somebody in that state that to first to give you a hand. And in some places, it's going a bit slow. It's hard to break across the border into places sometimes. But we we've got uh, several folks in Arkansas that we're working with now. We've had several shoots there now, so we'll be glad to. You're on you're on the forum, right? Yeah, I just signed up this evening, in fact. Okay, well, shoot me a PM uh, okay. once you're all uh, once you're all on the forum. What I'll do is I'll. Uh, Put you in touch with the Arkansas folks, and we'll give you we'll get you access to the Arkansas State Board, so you can okay. talk to them and start working with them. We'd be glad to do that and have some cross uh, state pollination going. Between awesome. Melissa's boyfriend and myself, we took over 292 pictures this weekend plus shooting. Uh, Lauren told me she said, uh, "Well, you can." T- I, I was asking her about the shoot. She goes, "Well, you can go into the forum and you can take a look at the 200 pictures on the forum." Yep. <laughs> Listen, I, we love that. I know. I felt famous because I logged into Facebook and I had all these Facebook tags. <laughs> like, oh moly, there were so many. But I know uh, I'm gonna have to come back because I'm gonna have to come back because I was just six points shy of getting my marksman. I know. And the final one was what was it again? Two oh seven, I think, right? Yes. Two oh seven. That's only that's only three points shy. Now you got to be careful though, because we we do have the the two ten tradition, which is uh, usually if somebody shoots a two ten, uh, we usually try and and give them a uh, give them a swim and. Well, a swim in whatever the local body of water is. We don't have uh, that in Texas in the summertime, so you're probably safe. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're just going to bounce onto a piece of hard ground. Uh, the stock tank is dried up. And we do that because we figure, look, if if all you can give is the bare minimum to get your patch, then we we want to give you a little bath or something. But uh, with a 207, that's great. If that's your first apple seed and you shot a 207, that yeah. is excellent. I want to ace Aww. it. Do what? I said I want to ace it. Well, but if hey, you didn't get 207, so don't talk about acing. No, it, I no. want to ace it with my bolt action. I mean, I want a real challenge. <laughs> I know. Well, I'll leave the bolt action to you. I've been there. I've done that. I'll leave it to you. I'll do it with my AR. It will be great. Hey, you got to respect somebody that drives time. stick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Melissa. Yes. Okay. You, somehow you you got uh, turned off. I just want to make sure that you're back on. Oh, okay. <laughs> you didn't even know it, did you? Nope. <laughs> Sorry, okay. I still muted uh, Melissa, but we have a caller that's on. Um, he just wanted to kind of bridge the gap and talk a little bit about possibly doing a lady seed with Oklahoma and out in Arkansas. Okay, and who is this? Hey, Scott, how's it going tonight? Oh, hey. Hey, Chris, how are you doing? Welcome to the show. Pretty good. I just thought I'd go ahead and share the good news that if any of these ladies want to come join us, there's several shoots that will be going on within the state of Oklahoma, Kansas, and Arkansas. The one you guys were speaking of that's coming up that's real soon will be April 30th in Badlands. And, yeah, we do set the school up to where there are women's and men's building and we pretty much cater to the women to at that shoot to where they'll have a good time just as well. Like you know, you thousand yards all the way out. <laughs> Do you have a parking oh, we got a 
We've got all kinds of stuff there. Everything from if you want to camp out on the range and do some fishing to laying up in the clubhouse and watching television. What is what is uh, a flushing toilet? What's the uh, what's the the city there, Chris? Grandfield. 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 There you go. Grandfield. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little tiny uh, one horse town, and uh, last time I was there, that horse, uh, I think the horse had actually died. So. Is that <laughs> Oklahoma? Oh wow! Oh yeah, it's right up. It's, it's, it's about 14 miles uh, this side of the Oklahoma Texas border. We usually go down into Texas for dinner because that's about the only place we can get a square meal around <laughs> that area. But you also right. got to remember, you've got shoots in Arkansas along the border by Fort Smith and up north, and then you've got several throughout Kansas. We've even got a rifleman's boot camp that if any of your divas from the state of Kansas would like to come and improve their skills, you can spend a week with some of the finest instructors in the country and learn quite a bit. Oh, that's great. We have a lot of girls in Kansas. Well, that'll be in Eureka, Kansas, and uh, you will try to do one every quarter. Scout tries to do one every bi-yearly, you know, every six months or so, but we encourage the women to come out and uh, join us for those those weeks, too, and especially Eureka. It's got a swimming pool. It's got a clubhouse with a full uh, kitchenette, the whole nine yards, and it's a really great location. We had, uh, I think we had five uh, ladies at the, uh, not the last uh, boot camp, but the one before that, and uh, they did pretty good, even though three of them, I think, were, usually we don't, usually we don't have folks that come to the boot camp unless they've already been to an apple seat, unless they've, unless they're already know how it's going and three of these ladies just kind of showed up uh without any other experience and uh and it ran awfully quick for them but by the end of the week they had uh they they were doing quite well uh, we've got another another diva member that uh, we want to bring on here this is kelly Kelly, welcome to the show. Okay, hold on. Let me try it again here. <laughs> That'd be Shelly. Uh, all right, hold on. There we go. One more time. Kelly, welcome to the show. Hello? Right. Hello? Yeah, you there? Okay. Kelly, can you hear me? I can hear you. All right, well, welcome to the show. Thank you this so is the much. girl that had her phone that was checking on all of the, you know, the going in and seeing if the stories were correct and the people. Hi, Kelly. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> well, I think what uh, Judy's referring to is there was a story that was uh, geared around the women uh, that basically stood up. Now, they didn't stand up necessarily with guns, but they had pitchforks and they had decorated themselves in costumes such as uh, looking like men. And so I was making sure that the uh, the city was still, uh, you know, there and populated in the state that they were, uh, where they, they were from because I think that it would be an absolutely fabulous idea to do an apple seed at that city where those, uh, you know, 1,500 people currently live or something. It's, it's rather A lady small. seed. We need to do a, a lady, lady seed there. Well, isn't Actually, that, isn't, hasn't that almost been incorporated into the Boston, the greater Boston area now, or is it still a uh, a separate city? 
Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure because I'm a, a good old Texan and don't don't know how Boston stands out. But uh, I'm sorry, it was fifteen thousand people, not fifteen hundred. Right. But uh, so yes, I was googling to make sure that they were telling the correct facts, and they were. <laughs> well, I heard that you weren't alone. I heard that there was a there were quite a few people uh, checking the facts, and uh, and I was telling. Uh, I was telling uh, Miss Rhodes earlier. I said that uh, that usually I'll tell the instructors <clears throat> when we're first teaching them how to tell the story because you can't be an apple seed instructor unless you can tell the story. That's just there's no way around that. If you cannot if you cannot tell the story, then you won't ever be an instructor. So a lot of people it's uh, it's one of the first times that they experience speaking in front of groups and stuff, and they you know they're. Uh, naturally uh, have some anxiety about it. But I tell them, I go, look, don't worry about getting every single name and date correct. Mainly uh, because, first of all, this is America, and most of them are not even going to know who you're talking about. As long as you don't say General Washington was a red coat or something like that, uh, so they're not going to they're not going to call you on it. I said, just make sure that you tell the story uh, and that it you conveyed that it's important to you. I said, so you don't have to worry about the names and the dates and stuff right now. You know, we want them to know that, but I don't want them to be so nervous about that that they can't tell the story. And now I'm going to have to go back and tell them, you better get the names and dates right because they're going to Google it while you're talking. Exactly. <laughs> it is, the, that was um, the Prudence Right. Uh, it was her group, and Old Glory did a fantastic job sharing that story. That was on Sunday, and I know it had me and a couple other ladies in tears um, after she told her prudence right that Pepperell, Massachusetts, and it is located 35 miles northwest of Boston. Yes, Prue-Wright's crew that she set up, and uh, and yeah, you're right, they, they... had sent off most of the muskets. They still had some, but they sent off most of the muskets. And uh, she posted the the ladies throughout the town, and if they needed to have pitchforks, they did. And obviously they made a good impression because they they captured uh, several individuals who, who I suppose didn't figure the ladies were messing around because they didn't try to escape. They, uh, they gave in and they were arrested. <laughs> But like well, if said, we, if we if ever did, had to use our pink ribbons, we would. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And like Judy said, they were the first divas. Well, Absolutely. Oh, Lauren, tell the story about Liz when she was late coming into the room. I love that story. <laughs> oh, Glory was uh, Liz. Liz is a fantastic person. She is absolutely. Uh, she was one of my inspirations this last week, and she's a 78-year-old woman, uh, former British, so she has her sweet British accent, and she has the spirit of a teenager. She did the whole entire weekend, and we finally, you know, when we knew she was getting real tired, we finally asked her if she wanted to try with the chair. But she told, you know, she was adamant about, I will do everything just like everyone else. And Old Glory is uh, telling the third strike on Saturday, and Lori walks in, and she shouts, the British are coming, the British are coming, in her sweet accent. It was priceless. She couldn't have timed it better. 
gosh. And that's kind well, of the spirit of the weekend. It was great. Now, she was saying the British are coming? Yeah. Yes, she walked in the door. <laughs> <laughs> you have to hear that with a British accent. It just... <laughs> Well, we've got uh, we have several uh, instructors now who are uh, who are now uh, American citizens, uh, but born and raised in uh, uh, in the United Kingdom, and uh, and it's always a uh, it's always a pleasure uh, to hear from them and to hear them tell the story and. Uh, and to hear it, and certainly to hear it in a, a British accent, is uh, is certainly a treat. Uh, we're running up to the end of the show, so I wanted to make sure that uh, that we give out the the Diva website again. If you guys want to get in touch with the uh, the Women Outdoors Worldwide, you can go to www.diva. Wow.org. That's the uh, the website for the organization, and uh, and they have folks. Well, as it says, worldwide, and uh, and we would certainly like for the folks in Appleseed uh, to establish a relationship with their local diva organization, and uh, and certainly even if you don't have a current a relationship with somebody there, then make sure that whenever when ladies come through your event, make sure that you mention that uh, that there is a diva uh, organization that they can turn to for more instruction on the outdoors. And uh, did you did uh, uh, Judy and uh, Marietta and Kelly uh, and Melissa? Did you guys have anything else you'd like to add? We got about sixty seconds. Oh, we're having oh, no. a clinic in Dallas on Saturday, March the 26th, that uh, we only have probably about 20 spaces left if someone would like to come do shotgun, rifle, pistol, black powder, archery, AR-15, BB guns, fly, fa- fly casting, spin casting, and hunting dog training. That's all in one And the weekend. ammo and the guns are provided in the, as well as lunch. Mm-hmm. And oh, that's yeah, all that's in a big weekend for us. And listen to that. I, that is a lot on one weekend. It's and you provide the ammunition and guns. And lunch. Yep. Yep. Yeah, all in one day. Good lunch. All right. Well, listen, I would like to thank you, each and every one of you guys, uh, for coming on the show tonight and talking about Diva and talking about uh, your Appleseed weekend. Thank you so much. And oh, we uh, look forward to another one. Well, thank you very much. And uh, Thanks for having us. And anytime yeah, you guys want to come back on, we'd love to have you on the show again. Uh, just let me know. We'd be glad to have you guys back up on here. And we're going to do our best to uh, to push the program for y'all. <laughs> Did you hear Thanks, that, Michael? What's be that? careful what you ask for. <laughs> oh, yeah. I told you, I told you guys, I know I know good and well what happens whenever you ask uh, <laughs> when you ask a female to, uh, to do something, it gets done. So... We certainly appreciate that, and I look forward to uh, to eventually having the uh, uh, a diva shoot here in the villa, and okay. uh, and you guys are always welcome to come down. We have events every month here in the villa, and, you, and you're, everyone is always welcome here. 
Uh, is there anything else anybody wanted to get out before we go? No. It's all about making it personal, and I think Appleseed makes it personal, and uh, that's what makes you learn and remember history. So keep that going. All right. Well, thank you, folks. Uh, God bless you all, and uh, we'll see you here next Thursday night, 7 p.m. Central. Uh, and until then, make sure that uh, make sure that you are doing everything you can uh, to ensure that you are being uh, an American. All right. God bless everybody, and uh, and good night. And we'll see you this next Tuesday. Thank you. God bless you. Thanks. All right. Good night. night.